all around the world, children's ministry leaders like you are preparing to help boys and girls respond to God's word at church this week. Some in Uganda will gather under the nearest tree to teach about Jonah's journey to Nineveh. Some in Lebanon will have church in their own homes and teach about what it means to forgive. God is using them to transform the lives of children, just like he's using you. You can help EGM bring resources like the Better Children's Ministry podcast to Kidman leaders in 14 countries by supporting EGM today. Go to patreon.com slash betterchildrensministry to give now. Welcome to Better Children's Ministry, a weekly podcast from Every Generation Ministries for anyone who wants to see children in their church transformed by the love of Jesus. Well, welcome again to Better Children's Ministry, a podcast of Every Generation Ministries, and I'm your host, David Jesse. And uh, once again, for the second week in a row, we're joined by Tara Thomas, our mobilization coordinator. How are you doing today? Good. I'm excited to be here. Fantastic. Are you excited for another random crazy question? Okay. Right. <laughs> I'm excited. All right. So um, what is your favorite children's book and why? Well, I love, of course, I love the books that, you know, were special in my own kids' lives. Mm -hmm. So I think about how much my son loved learning about tractors when he was little and how um, My Truck is Stuck was one of my favorite <laughs> books to read to him. But I think um, of all time, I probably would have to say The Velveteen Rabbit. Mm -hmm. Um, we had given my daughter a little uh, rabbit when we read her that book, and she loved the idea of having it be so loved that all of its skin was worn off, all of its fur, <laughs> whatever. And so um, she actually still has her rabbit today, even though she's a teenager, and she's very proud of the fact that it's completely <laughs> scraggly. <laughs> it's lost most of its nose through the washing machine and dryer tumbling, and um, all of its stuffing is out. But she loves that rabbit, and so it always reminds me of the book. That's a great question. That's awesome. All right, so last week um, we discussed some of the ways that we can best use our church's Bible teaching curriculum so that kid mid leaders can be effective disciples and kids can experience spiritual growth and transformation. Basically, I, I close out the episode talking about um, the whole point of the Bible teaching curriculum is to, um, as you were mentioning, you know, move towards transformation. That's where what they do with the lesson is where I said I use the phrase the rubber meets the road. So mm -hmm. um, today we're going to focus on that. Um, element uh, from the five elements of discipleship that are found in Deuteronomy 6. And just so that everybody is kind of on the same page here, I'm going to read uh, Deuteronomy 6 verses 4 through 9 to give us some context. It says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, and with all of your strength. And these commandments that I give you today are to be upon your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates. In, so in the last two verses of that, verses 8 and 9, God is encouraging the Israelite community to keep his truths in their minds and then to practice them with their actions and to remember them not just in worship, but also in their homes and outside of them, everywhere they go. The word of God um, is intended to impact every single area of our lives. So Tara, um, tell us a story about a child 
whom you've seen where the lesson and the Bible truth and that aim that we talked about in the previous episode really worked its way into the heart of that child and it transformed the way that they live and they responded to it. Yeah, well, um, (laughs) I'm thinking of a three-year-old since right now I'm serving in this three-year-old class. So, you know, you get three-year-olds at the beginning of their... Um, just turning three, which means they're just coming out of two. (laughs) (laughs) And so um, I have this sweet little girl, Azalea, who's in my class, and she's always early because her mom also serves in another class. And so, um, you know, just coming out of being two, she was, you know, her natural response to other kids was, um, I want to play with what you're playing with, or, Mm. you know, just all those things that two-year-olds are going through. And so... As she's progressed through, um, you know, growing up and uh, being there every week and um, just listening to the Bible truth each Sunday, and I know her mom is reiterating it at home and they're learning their own Bible truths and just seeing her respond to Mm -hmm. God. uh, Now she um, is kind of like our welcomer. So <laughs> it's kind of hard for a three-year-old to be dropped off at church sometimes. they it's not It happens once a week, and so it's not like it feels very good to be separated from their parents right away. And so sometimes we have some challenges at the door, and so Azalea will always come up and be our official greeter, and I'll give her a little heads up, like, okay, this is, you know, this is Wyatt coming in, you know, and so... She'll come running up to the door and be like, Wyatt, come play with me. And then they kind of perk up like, what? There's like a three-year-old inviting me into the room. It's not just the adult trying to take me away from my mom. And and so it's so sweet to see her welcoming them and being excited to see them and, you know, inviting them to play with the same thing she's playing with. Uh, So it's just a beautiful picture of, you know welcoming welcoming someone and it's awesome because it's really is you know we forget this sometimes but here at every generation ministries we talk about this a lot so i'm i'm more um a, a, you know sensitive to, to seeing these things because we talk about it so much but children do ministry too yeah and this is really it's a ministry that she's learned to pick up that God is through, you know, is, is given her to welcome these children, which is making, you know, those children feel welcome at church, which is something that we all should do better at. And I think, uh, making others feel welcome, uh, in these types of things, but then also the ministry to the parents, because if the parents know that that child feels comfortable coming in to the class because of little, is that you said her name is Azalea? Yeah. If, if little Azalea is welcoming Wyatt and Wyatt's parents now can know that Wyatt's happy in the, in the, the children's church or the, or the Sunday school class, they can go to service and feel freer to just listen to what God's going to do and wants them to hear and, and respond to it themselves. And so it's ministry that's going on. That's really where transformation is, is taking place. That's awesome. So um, Tara, you know, we only uh, work with children uh, in our children's ministry settings for the most part uh, for a couple of hours a week. So what do you think our role is in helping kids respond to God in their everyday lives? Well, I think our role is more about creating the environment for the kids to respond to God because obviously it's God that's going to bring that transformation uh, as the child is responding to the prompting of the Holy Spirit. That's where the transformation is going to take place. And so we're just giving them 
a safe place to have that happen. I'm going to go into like some of the details about that probably <laughs> in um, on the next question. But also I think equipping the parents because if the parents know what um, the response activity was that week, they can take that home and help the kids keep responding throughout the week. So it gives them um, an opportunity to partner with what we're doing already on Sunday morning. Which we talked about in a previous episode where we talked about the, the children's ministry and the church partnering with the parents and how that can happen. And so these response activities are another really important way for churches and, par- and parents to partner together in the discipling of children. That's yeah. great. So what are some practical ways that we can facilitate those opportunities for kids to respond uh, to the Bible truths that they're learning at church? Well, here at VGM, we talk about, you know, an element of the morning should be having a response activity. And um, the way we define that is that the response is the time when the teacher encourages the children to respond to God's word inside the class and then also to keep responding in their everyday lives. So, um, like you said before, our main goal is seeking is uh, seeking to apply and live out that truth. For real life transformation. So uh, we have four steps. You know, the first step I think should be always to review the lesson aim. So that it's clear in your own mind, making sure that like the wording is appropriate for the age of the children you're mm. developing the response activity for. Um, making sure that it matches the lesson aim. Because there can be lots of different responses to one Bible lesson. So whatever the response. Whatever the lesson aim was for the truth you taught that day should match in the lesson aim of the response. Um, Also, reviewing the Bible text and looking for the behavioral responses. So when you are reading your lesson for that week, ask yourself, um, what is it that God would want from the reader? What is he intending us to actually do with what we learned? Um. You know, what is he encouraging us to implement into our real lives? So ask yourself that. Make a list of um, what you think he's asking us to do. And then um, just identifying challenges in kids' real lives. So we need to think beyond what just is going on in our classroom and think about the real lives of your age group of children that you're teaching. And, you know, before we can really consider how they can integrate the word of God into their own lives. We really have to know these kids. It goes back to having a relationship with them and, and just what kids in your community in that age group in general are, um, what are their struggles? And so, um, you can make a list of like challenges that they may have in their real life that might make applying this biblical truth really difficult. Um, and asking yourself, how can you help them overcome those challenges? That's awesome. Or how can God help them? And so um, the step four would be like just creating creating the, the real life uh, response opportunity. So you're giving, you're creating an activity that will allow the children to respond to the Bible teaching right away, right there in the class. Okay. And then you're giving them a chance to respond in the following days. That's awesome. You know, it's, it reminds me... Um, you know, we were, we were talking about Deuteronomy 6 and that first word in that passage in verses 4 through 9 is the word here. And the idea in, in the Old Testament, in the Hebrew language for here, is not just hearing with your ears. 
It's about living it out. The word means hear and obey. It's kind of like when I talk to my kids, if I tell my youngest son who's 13 to go clean his room and then I come back, uh, uh, you know, two hours later and I notice that nothing's been done in that room, I tend to say things like, did you hear what I said? Mm-hmm. I'm not really asking him if he listened to the words that I said. <laughs> it's like, are you planning on actually executing what I told you to do? And right. it's sort of that idea. It's what, G, you know, one of the most like longest famous Children's ministry songs is this, the wise man built his house upon a rock. Mm -hmm. Jesus closed his longest sermon, the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew 5, 6, and 7, with that story. And he determines the difference between the wise man who built his house upon the rock and the foolish man who built his house upon the sand. The difference between those was not in what they heard, but the wise man heard and did these things and the foolish man heard and didn't do these things. So Jesus is really teaching and driving home this idea of response. That's awesome. Yeah. You know, a good example would be, let's say you're teaching on the flood and your lesson aim can be many things for this story, but let's say your lesson aim is I can choose to walk with God by obeying him. Um, A response activity for, let's say like a seven to nine year old could be to trace their foot, Um, on a piece of paper and ask them, uh, what will you do this week to walk with God like Noah did? And so giving them a chance to pray and actually listen to what God wants them to do personally, and then um, time to write down what they think God wants them to do to walk with him that week. And that is a response activity to that lesson. And, um, you know, keep responding might be like, send them home with that paper and the foot and um, letting their parents know that you're sending them home with these little footprint stickers, maybe. Mm. And that you can put it next to their bed or in the car. And um, every time they did something that um, was walking with God or something they indicated on their paper, they can put a little foot sticker Uh next to it. So they're remembering what it was they did on Sunday, how they responded to God in that moment. And then they're actually putting it into practice. That's awesome. And then you could even take it one step further. They could bring the paper back to to church the next Sunday and show their teacher who's now helping them with this. You know, they're building the relationship as they're talking about this. And there's there's that partnering again uh, that's going on there. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, that's how you could start your discussion. You could say, hey, uh, anyone want to show an example of how you walked with God this week? Yeah, that's awesome. So what else um, does the Bible say about the importance of responding to God in our everyday lives? Um, Think about John 13, uh, verses 15 through 17, uh, when Jesus had just washed his disciples' feet and he wanted them to go out and serve others just as humbly. And he said, For I have given you an example you should do just as I have done. Verse 17, If you understand these things, you will be blessed if you do them, right. not just if you hear them, not just if you experienced me doing it for you, it wasn't just an object lesson. You will be blessed if you do them. Mm. And yeah. that's why we need to have that response activity. That's awesome. Those biblical truths have to have to transform the way that we live, not just the way that we think or, or understand the Bible or, or something like that. Exactly. That's awesome. So what encouragement do you have? Uh, for children's ministry leaders who want to help the kids they serve respond to the Bible truths that they've learned? Well, again, I'm going to go back to my standard, which is pray. Yeah, <laughs> it's true, though. Um, yeah, it is. <laughs> I think um, when I'm thinking about a response, you know, a lot of times a curriculum doesn't have a response activity. Right. Sometimes it does, and it's great. Um, 
use it. Uh, sometimes it doesn't. And so if it doesn't, I would just encourage you to um, pray and ask God, uh, go through those steps that I gave and ask him to help you create a response activity. And um, if you've given it your best shot and you just don't, you know, feel like you're quite getting it, um, I'm going to give you, uh, I'm just going to give you my email address and I'm going to ask you, you know what, email me and let's see if we can figure this out together. Yeah, absolutely. What's your email address? It's T Thomas. So T T H O M A S at E G M org. T Thomas at E G M org. So there you go. You've got someone that's been a children's ministry, uh, director at a church and now she's working for a children's <laughs> ministry, offering her personal, uh, email or her work email address for you to reach out and get advice on how to do response activities. So, uh, she's wanting to help you out with that. So that's awesome. That's very cool. I hope you email me. Uh, we do too. That'd be awesome. <laughs> so, well, thank you so much, Tara. It's been great. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you for listening to Better Children's Ministry, a podcast of Every Generation Ministries. Uh, please take time to subscribe if you haven't already. Uh, give us a rating and review on the podcast service that you use and share this. Uh, if you have any questions, um, especially about response activities, make sure you send an email to Tara at tthomas at egmworld.org and she'll be more than um, excited Uh, to respond and help you uh, uh, come up with a good response activity, uh, partner with you on that. So thank you so much, and we can't wait to talk to you again next week. Thanks for listening to Better Children's Ministry. To learn more about EGM, go to egmworld.org.